What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Fight Like Hell podcast. This is episode 32. We are coming to you on Monday, September 30, 13th, not 31st. I said that dyslexic. Uh, 2021, in case you're listening in the year 2087 or something like that. But anyways, uh, we were going to start about like 15 or 20 minutes earlier. However, we had so many technical issues on my end. I am staying at someone's house right now where there are three dogs barking. So I apologize <laughs> if that's getting caught in the audio. So yeah, it's been a hellacious start. Austin, I'm going to let you introduce our guest because we're actually really stoked to have him on. Yeah, so today we have on Mark Tappen, um, also known as Mattis. Mark and Mattis from Instagram and social, all social medias. So how's it going, Mark? It's going great, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course, man. So I first found out about you through America Top Dog, which we'll get through in um, later. Um, but that's how I found you as I watched season one. You guys won season one, as we'll get into. And then I went to you up on social media and been following you guys ever since. Awesome, man. I appreciate it. We we're, we're having uh, that was an amazing experience. So can't wait to yeah. talk about it a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, so um, so we'll get right into it. Um, like Rob said, today's Monday, September 13th. Um, um, so we're going to Weekend Adventures first, um, like usual. Um, is there anything fun you did over the weekend, Mark? Yeah, I actually, uh, and this isn't with my dogs. I played with my, like, I always get out and do stuff with my dogs. Yeah, oh. I actually did some drone stuff, um, uh, trying to learn how to use the drone to film some footage for the social medias and stuff. But, right. uh, I went and shot with this, uh, firearms instructor. Her name's, uh, she's on Instagram. Her name's Maddie Dog Training. And mm. she's, like, I'm short. I'm five foot, five foot five, maybe five foot six on a good day if I'm wearing like heels. She's mm. tiny, right? And you look at her, she's like an MMA fighter. She's an amazing shooter. Um, and I had the absolute best time shooting with her. Uh, she was so much faster than me and taught me a lot of good stuff. So that, it was a good weekend. It's good. So sounds like you had some good training going on this weekend then. Yeah. So that's good. Um, so yeah, and then um, my weekend wasn't too too you know adventurous um I, I didn't do much but you know work on some business stuff and, and that's about it um i don't know if rob's over there if he can talk and see what he did this weekend i can unmute myself my phone <laughs> i'm also using airpods on this episode i'm like literally using none of my podcasting equipment <laughs> it's been a great start to this podcast i'm yeah. trying to keep the curse words down a little bit but um <laughs> no so <laughs> My my weekend, Austin, uh, I kind of had a shitty weekend and a good weekend. Um, I had some stuff happen over the weekend I'm not ready to talk about yet on the podcast. I think we'll save it for possibly next weekend because we have a big surprise for you guys possibly next weekend. But mm -hmm. this weekend consisted of um, realizing that I have a lot of people that actually care about me and Allie and uh, – connecting more with friends and i got out and knocked out i can't remember what i did did i do another like three miles or something like yeah, that, that 22 miles, challenge yeah yeah so i'm i'm on my second 22 challenge and uh i completed i think a total of nine miles on that mm -hmm. and i have whatever the difference is i think it's like 13 miles or 14 i can't count right now yeah. But uh, also other good news, the Saber 6 hats actually came in. We finally have them in black camo. They 
match with Austin's Vigilant Humble. Uh, and that was pretty much my weekend. I'll definitely yeah, get so you, more. You went saw a movie yesterday. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was actually fun. Um, Allie and I went on a movie date yesterday. Uh, and we went to see Free Guy. So it's really weird watching you guys like in such a small condensed version. <laughs> like, it's, I don't have I'm sorry. Time. Like I'm going to be like, off this entire podcast. I feel stupid right now. Right, uh, you're good. But yeah, so it was, the weekend was almost like this setup for the podcast. It started off kind of shitty, but then we made corrections and now it's rolling. So like <laughs> everything's going to be good. We're stoked to have Mark on. And I guess from there, like, we'll, we'll get right into it, man. Mark, tell us about your backstory. Tell us about, like, where you grew up, who you are, what you do, all that good stuff, man. Lay it's it like us. the superhero origin story, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, with, like, not quite exactly. the like, <laughs> But, um, yeah, no, I uh, I grew up in Louisiana. Um my, my plan for life was actually I wanted to be a game show host. And uh, I realized that was kind of a, a, a dumb plan when I was in college and I was kind of on academic probation after after uh, two semesters. <laughs> and one of the people that I look up to most in my life is my uncle. Um, he was an incredible, just an incredible leader, um, a man of great compassion and um, just intelligent, great communicator, um, extremely successful. And he was a Marine. And so it was one of those things that I knew I was lacking a lot of things in my life. And he attributed a lot of things that he had in his life to what he learned in the Marine Corps. And so I went down to the recruiter and, and joined up, went into the Marine Corps with the intention to come out and go into law enforcement because I've always had a strong sense of justice. I don't like seeing people uh, get mistreated. And um, I believe I have certain gifts that kind of help me to help those that can't help themselves. Um, I think it's a great honor to be able to serve people in their absolute worst time. And um, so I went into the Marine Corps recruiter, went infantry, absolutely loved my time there. That's right, <laughs> 0311. Were you in 03? Sorry, I gotta keep on meeting myself. Uh, both Austin <laughs> and I were infantry, but we were we were army. But we, we were oh, yeah. you guys. You just are a little bit less funded than us. <laughs> no, Wait, just yeah, kidding. Sure. That's right. <laughs> Continue but, uh, though. That's uh, that's sick. I I wanted to know what your MOS was. That's awesome. Yeah, and I I loved my time in, and I ended actually. It was kind of funny. Um, I intended to go into uh, law enforcement right when I got out of the Marine Corps, but it turned out that I ended up working in ministry for ten years after that, which really I think was another puzzle piece that I was lacking in my life. It kind of gave me because you know just in, in in the marine corps didn't necessarily especially in the infantry didn't teach you compassion mm -hmm. and uh i think that's one of the elements that you have to have as a law enforcement officer and so that was kind of good that i went into to ministry for 10 years and then um after the 10 years in ministry i still had that longing to get into law enforcement and it worked out so i moved across from i was out in california at camp pendleton um, met and married my wife out there and then we moved out to Georgia now where I'm at and uh, been working in law enforcement for the past 15 years doing SWAT to start off with, done some undercover stuff um, and then got into canine and found my absolute passion, man. 
Yeah, I mean that's yeah, definitely. I mean that's what made you. You said how? So how long have you been a canine handler? Well, I was a canine handler for let's see, eight and a half years. Okay. All right. Um. So um. So I. So speaking of canine handler, um. You have you. You are known for a specific four-legged friend that you have. Um, and so let's get into how did you and Mr. Mattis meet? Well, it was, it was kind of funny. I had gone to a trainer school and he, Mattis is my second dog. Um, and I, I, like I said, I'm not a big guy. And so I actually wanted, like, I wanted a pocket rocket, (laughs) 70 pound Belgian Malinois that was going to nuke people that like, that's what I had in my mind. That's what exactly I wanted. And then I, I, I went and tested all these different dogs and they had, they had mouths, they had Dutch shepherds. Um, and then the last dog they brought out, cause I told them I didn't want, I didn't want a big old shepherd. The last dog they brought out was a humongous shepherd Mattis. <laughs> and I started doing all the tests that I do. And he just was amazing. Um, like it was one of those that I, you know, I, I wrote a children's book and I say in the children's book that I knew that he was going to be special from the start. At that point I had trained a lot of dogs and there was something that was different about him. Like he had these amazing drives, but he was incredibly intuitive and clear headed. And mm-hmm. so um, when I went to this, in, the final straw was we did all these tests. He was number one on my board. And then the last thing we did was I took bites from all the dogs and they were, you know, ripping me up, doing a great job. It was fantastic. And then Mattis came in and he did the first test that I did. I did what we call a passive bite where I just stood in the corner the only thing I could get to was like my back or the back of my legs or my arm and that's it. And I wasn't moving. I didn't do anything. He comes in and clunk, like just clenches down on my arm uh, so hard. Like it's the hardest bite to this day I've ever taken. Um, I couldn't open my hand for three days. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I want that dog. <laughs> like I never want to get bit by him again because he's so right. Angry, so. <laughs> okay. And how, how many years ago? Isn't that, that? isn't that a passive bite though? Is that can you can yeah. you explain that a little bit more in detail just for some of us that might not be fluent in um, yeah uh, dog handling terms? Yeah, so when you when you uh, talk about a passive bite as a cause, the other term that we we use is like a it could be a prey bite where you're doing mm-hmm. a lot of movement or you're trying to agitate the dog. Okay. Um, so if I'm running away from the dog and I present the back of my arm, which you see a lot of people do, that's called a prey bite. That's super easy for a dog to do. But if you're in a, as a decoy and I'm just standing in the corner, not moving, wearing the suit, there's nothing to agitate the dog. You're trying to see how they're going to engage, right, with no agitation whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And so with no agitation, um, he was just crushing. And that's what I really liked about him. And then there's other, there's other types of bite, bites as well that you can build confidence in a dog where you're coming straight at them um, mm-hmm. to see how, how, how good their confidence is. But right. – Passive is a, is one that's hard for a lot of dogs. Okay, and 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 that's at the same spot, or it's on the hand, or where he bit like right. He got me right on the back of the elbow. Um, it's like this okay. sweet spot that Mattis absolutely loves. Like he he just likes to go in, and it just like for some reason it hits these nerves, and you can't open your hand. So he's got a oh, lot of power. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, and then how many years have you had Mattis? I've had Mattis for about six and a half years now, and he just retired in March. Yeah, so we'll, we'll definitely get into that. Um, cool. And then uh, the next thing that we want to talk about is one of, like, I guess, Mattis's big stories is mm-hmm. his fall. 
um, and how how that all came to be and what happened with that. Yeah, that was one where I had only had him for a few months back on the road, and he had already proven to be just like I, I actually I have another book that's coming out. Not to I'm not trying to pump that, but it's about his first track. Like the day, almost the day we got back, this the dog was amazing. Like, and I knew on the street, he was just killing it. He was such a good dog. And we had such a strong bond and I was so excited to see him work. And we had this, uh, guy that had, had taken off from us. And it, it was so funny too. Like it was one of those that I was going to get a falafel, right? It was time <laughs> to eat. And I wouldn't think of anything. Always like, happens that time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this guy just makes a weird lane change in front of me. Like it was like, you could tell something was off. And so mm -hmm. I ran the tag and it came back to a rental car. And so I didn't even think anything about it. I'm like, all right, time to go get my hero and carry on with my day. And then they busted a red light right in front of me because they were trying to get away from me. They thought I knew something that I didn't. Mm -hmm. And it was thick track. Like it was one of those things that it was like all these pieces fell into place and it was almost meant to be. It was like thick traffic. They busted this red light. So I get in behind them to pull them over, but they're not stopping. And um, we didn't have a super strict chase policy at that time, but with the traffic and I really didn't have like much to go on except for a busted red light. And he was dodging through cars. I'm like, you know, it's really not safe for me to, to, to keep the chase going on. So I canceled myself and the guy pulls a U-turn and comes right back towards me. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like really this is unbelievable. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll get me. <laughs> yeah. And, but he's still, he's just going too fast. So I cancel myself off again but I give the description out of the radio. The guy pulls into a parking lot where an officer is actually doing reports like to bail out of the car. So <laughs> when he was trying to get away, like he pulls into a, a parking lot where a police officer is actually standing there. And so they both take off running in different directions. And the guy gives out um, the direction that one of the guys is running and it's right towards where I was headed. And I kind of had an idea of the area and the landscape. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to cut him off. I've seen people do this before is behind this group of restaurants that had like a retaining wall and goes down to a creek. Um, and in places, the retaining wall is about 10 feet high. And so sure enough, I go behind the restaurants and here he is running straight at me. Um, and I hit my door popper, which flings open Mattis's door and he's supposed to run with me. So Mattis jumps out and starts running beside me and we're running right at this guy and I'm telling him to stop. And then he leaps over the wall. And um, so... I go to jump and realize that the guy is still falling. And so I catch myself because it was a lot higher than I thought it was. But then I saw like the worst, the worst sight I've seen in, <laughs> in a long time um, was my dog frozen in air. And like, you got to understand Mattis. He is so determined. Um, he's got so much drive and I've never seen him scared. And I saw that in his eyes and I was like, Oh gosh. Like I, like I, that time that he was falling was an absolute eternity. Um, but he, he was falling down. It was about a 30 foot drop off. Um, oh my God. Yeah. And he land, he actually lands on top of the guy who was absolutely fine. Right. He didn't hurt anything. 30 feet. And it was literally 30 feet. Um, didn't hurt anything. Mattis lands on top of him and I tell Mattis to guard him. And then I'm trying to frantically like figure out how I can get down there. Because if I do it, I'm old and like every bone <laughs> in my body is going to explode. Right. So um, eventually we get another officer and I'm able to go down there. The guy doesn't move. Mattis is doing a great job guarding. 
uh, the guy, and I, I check him structurally because they're calling for us to go where the other guy ran off from. Mm -hmm. um, and Mattis wasn't showing any sensitivity right then. And so uh, I load him up in the car, and we go to the other spot. We get out on foot, take off running, pass up all the other cops, which was pretty cool. And then the guy turns back and sees Mattis and gives up. <laughs> yeah. Then, yeah, which was great, you know. Um, but then Mattis, as soon as the guy gave up and the cuffs were on him, Mattis just collapsed. Um, he had, in the initial fall, he had suffered a lacerated oh. liver and he was bleeding internally. So, oh my God. rushed him, yeah, rushed him to the vet and they ended up saving his life. So it was, but it was a very tense uh, time for me. Um, I felt like I had let him down. Mm -hmm. Like I had made the wrong call on hitting my door popper. Like I should have kept him in the car or should have put him on leash or I should have stopped him before he jumped. Um, like so many things were going through my mind. So, uh, yeah, it was an emotional time. I slept in the, in the kennel with him because we do have an incredibly tight bond and mm -hmm. he's not the same dog if I'm not there. And so it was, it was important for me to be there. Um, not just for him, but for me too. So, mm -hmm. So that's something I definitely want to touch into. So on yeah. this podcast, we like definitely like to touch into mental health and mental awareness. Yeah. Um, and I want to talk about how how you went through those times of when Mattis was injured and how did you get through those rough days of not knowing what was going to happen? Yeah, well, you know what the – like those – that one night was, was rough, but he bounced back so quick it wasn't that hard. But it was important for me to be with him – and then it was kind of funny too, like um, I was sleeping in the kennel with him uh, and it really was, it meant a lot to me uh, and I, th I think it meant a lot to him, but it, it shows yeah. that it did because the next day I dropped him off at my vet because they wanted to watch him for 24 hours. And mm -hmm. so I left him at my vet and this is just after he had gone through surgery, um, has a lacerated liver, so he's a big cut and he's got, he's got staples all up in his stomach and I leave him and... 10 minutes after I left, the vet calls me back and says, Hey, you got to get back here. He's going crazy without you. Oh, um, okay. We'd rather you just take him home and observe him because he, he can't be without you. Um, what, what I like, especially the mental health aspect of it though, that I'd like to fast forward to And you know, I know there's some time in between that we're going to talk about, but his retirement mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. I, I realized how much he meant to me when he retired. And now I ride alone in the car of uh, just how important, and I know a lot of veterans, that there's organizations that are out there that actually donate dogs um, to vets mm -hmm. and, I, you know, that are dealing with PTSD and all kinds of other things. There is no relationship, like, between a dog and their handler. Um, what that meant to me was so important, and I didn't realize it until it was gone. Um, I don't think I deal with PTSD to a level that a lot of people do. I mean, there's a little bit with mm -hmm. being a police officer, you know, you carry things with you. Um, but having the dog with me was just incredibly important because as you guys, you know, I don't, I don't know if you have dogs or you live with dogs in the, in, in the past. I have a service dog. I have you a do? service dog for, for, for seizures. And we'll, we'll get into that. Like, let's talk okay. about your story because a lot of the stuff that you're talking about, you and I can correlate on. Awesome. different experiences yeah. but did it you then you know like how a dog oh my god yeah like loves unconditionally 
mm-hmm. you know, is yeah. always there. People like people are going to fail you. They're going to let you down. They're going to oh, yeah. not live up to your expectations. That yeah. dog always meets the expectations. So it was, it was hard when he was retired. It was hard when he got hurt. Cause I thought I, I ruined this amazing dog and it was my fault. So. Mm-hmm. Um, with, yeah, and with all that being you. said, Hey, Hey, before we go too far, Austin, can you fix both of our, um, our titles? I forgot oh, yeah, to put Saver Six on mine, and then let's add um, Marks. And Mark, well, he's fixing something. Um, yeah. Before we get too far into this podcast, a couple things. Uh, one, can you plug yourself? That way people can find you on social media, whether it's TikTok, yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Just right now? So Yeah, yeah, yeah go ahead, plug yourself. Okay. Your so, yeah, you can find me uh, on Instagram at ADPS underscore canine underscore Mattis, and you can find me on TikTok at K9 underscore Mattis. Okay, perfect. And well, uh, well, Austin already fixed that. You know, before we get too far off topic, a um, couple of things on the, the comments about uh, veterans with, with dogs. So ironically, right now, that 22 challenge that we're, we're doing, it's yeah. uh, carrying 22 pounds of weight. It doesn't matter how you do it. A lot of guys and girls are doing uh, plate carriers um, huh. or bags with 22 pounds. Um, it's to raise suicide awareness for suicide month, which is September. And then on top of that, we're selling shirts right now, both at, uh, vigilant humble and save our six where $10 of each $30 shirt goes directly to, um, a company that we had on last week, which is called, uh, rescue 22 foundation. And their owner is a dog handler as well. And he has a hundred percent profit model where all investments that go into this company go towards uh pairing veterans uh with ptsd or missing limbs or uh, it's basically a service to help veterans get set up where they don't have to pay for a service dog so it's it's kind of cool because last week our listeners got to listen to that we're getting to hear it from the 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 canine handler aspect of being a police officer and then yeah. anyone else that follows follows uh, fight like hell or save our six all know that Allie is um, my service dog and she helps me with uh, seizure preventative and or alerting and um, she also wakes me up from my nightmares and when you were talking about the bond thing like yeah. when you were telling that story like first off it was hard not to like get emotional and not want to like cry just because like I'm yeah. like visualizing it in my head and like Allie means everything to me. Like yeah. I, I'm going to tell everyone next week what happened and I'll tell you offline, but I had a really, really bad Friday night and a really bad Saturday morning. And then part of it was though, like I had Allie with me at the time when something bad really happened. And I just looked at her and I'm like, you know what? At least I got you and you got me. And you know, it's, it's that bond that you're talking yeah. about. And like, like it could bring me to tears, man. Like, yeah. I, and, and I, I know you get it because you, you've lived it in a capacity even beyond what I've done because like Allie's my service dog. She goes to work with me for it. We do outdoor adventures together. Whereas like, you know, Mattis to you is your, your dog as a police officer, which is one of the most dangerous jobs in america and you know like you're like the bond 
like both bonds are relevant, but I think that yours comes at such a, a greater cost and that just like, it's kind of like, all right, perfect example. It's kind of like the bond you have between the guys that you, you deploy with yeah. in Iraq and Afghanistan and stuff like that. Now let's go with the fact that people suck and people betray you <laughs> bringing that bond of, of a dog. So yeah. you have the bond of a dog plus the, the companionship of like the stuff that you guys are doing have yeah. life and death scenarios in, in place with them as well. So like, yeah, I, I don't know when you were telling your story, I, I definitely could correlate up to a certain, certain level and empathize and sympathize with your, your situation. And yeah, it's just it's beautiful, man. Continue. Oh, Sorry. Yeah, no, they're incredible. And I think with Allie too, though, I mean, just the service that she provides is, is incredible because it's, it's, it's totally about you. Right. Is, is she is so focused on you and your bond and your relationship that like that she's waking you up from nightmares, um, preventing seizures or alerting you to when it, it could happen. Like uh, dogs are amazing. And I, I've I've said I always tell this story when I do a demonstration is that there's there's animals that have better noses than dogs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but the thing that sets dogs apart is that bond is that, and that drive. That, yeah. Well, there's other, like a wolf has better drive than a dog does. A right. bear has amazing drive. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's the bond that sets them apart. It's, it's that they want to make you happy. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's called man's best friend for a reason. Yes, sir. I mean, you know, like you, like you said, you know, humans will let you down. Whereas dogs won't. Yeah. Like no matter, no matter what dogs are going through, like they're never going to let you down. Right. And they can, and like like Mattis did though, like he's gonna push until he can't push no more. Yeah. Like there's there's no give up in him. Like he's gonna push until he literally won't, won't stop. Like, yeah, I mean, like, like yeah, like jumped off a thirty plenty, foot. Yeah, thirty yeah. foot to yeah. like go capture the person that he was trained to to do. Like that's, that's incredible. Yeah. 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 Or yeah. in other instances, you know when you know, dogs are shot in the line of duty. Yeah. Like a lot of them still continue to go even after they're shot. Like, cause that's, right. that's all they want to do is just complete the mission. Yeah. Like they have one set, one set task and that's all they want to do. Yeah. Right. It's incredible. So, yeah. Um, and then, so on the next thing, um, we want to talk about is a TV show you were on who, how I found you, <laughs> yeah. um, originally, which was America's top dog. Um, so if you want to talk about that and, how you got involved with that and your experience with all that? Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Um, they actually contacted me. I didn't even know that they were casting for the show. And someone else had dropped my name and said, hey, you should look into this guy. He's on Instagram and everything else. And, um, you know, and so they kind of do a vetting process to make sure that you can uh, speak to some degree and that you have some sort of story. So they love the story that right, yeah. um, Matt has had. people. Right. But they, too, they wanted to see if he could perform. And one of the things that I guess if there's a, a negative that I, I've received from from some people that are out there is that mm -hmm. I I saw the great bridge that dogs can create between uh, the police and the community. Right. And mm -hmm. so I've always had to try to take advantage of that. And I saw professional dog trainers that had dogs that they could they could be excellent and work, um, but they could also take them anywhere that they they went. And right. so I knew that it was possible to have a police dog that, you know, didn't have necessarily the do not pet on it. Um, 
and still be excellent at his job, you know, right? So if I socialize him and I train him enough, he could be really good at it. And so that was one of my focuses with Mattis. And so that's why it was important to me that, you know, we performed on the show was because I could show not only is he incredible with kids and we've done some great community relations stuff with uh, the social media and demonstrations and fundraisers and charities and stuff like that. But the dog is really good at his job. And so it was cool to, to have the interviews and talk to the people and get on there. And the whole time, that's like that was my motivation is I just want to show how good he is. And so that was um, it was the coolest experience. Um, I'm not sure if I've told this part of the story before or not, but um, we actually we, we showed his episode four. But um, when it or we filmed it. Yeah, it showed as episode four, but when we filmed mm -hmm. it, it was episode 10. So it was the last one before the finale. Um, and so they had already had the finale set, and they didn't need any more dogs for the finale. And so I knew that I needed to, like, go into the episode that I was on and win to stay on the show. And they had already booked the final show. And so I kind of told them, I'm like, hey, like, I we had to write a letter from our command staff saying I was going to stay from this date to this date, but the finale was shot on the next day. And so I wrote the letter to carry on to the finale day. And they're like, Hey, you made a mistake in your paperwork. And I'm like, no, <laughs> you know, I'm going to be there. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be in the finale. And they're like, we already have it set. And I'm like, you're going to change your mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> which was a little bit arrogant, but I was like, this dog is amazing. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I, so, when I went on the show, uh, episode four, it was the, and that's where the whole dive into the water came from. Cause I knew that we couldn't just win. We had it to be, we had to be spectacular. Right. And so that's like, if you watch our episode, there's a part where we have to jump into the water and most people either have the dog jump by themselves and they run around the pool or they might jump into the pool and entice their dog to get in. But I just came full sprint as Mattis is coming up as well. And we both dove in and hit the water at the same time um, and swam across and finished and ended up winning the whole episode. And um, it was kind of funny. The producers were like, that was amazing. Don't ever do that again. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but that got us to, it got us into the finale and we did fantastic. We actually lost in the finale by eight seconds, which oh. still gets me. Um, eight the guy, seconds. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was actually, I think tighter than that. Like, the guy that I lost to, though, is just a phenomenal dog trainer, had a great dog. And, like, everyone knew coming in that he was the favorite. And so I, I just thoroughly enjoyed going up and, and competing. And um, I, I wish I could get another shot. <laughs> yeah, so um, so what are, besides the positive, did you have any negatives from being on that show? No, I mean, I, I guess the only negative is you kind of see the the backside of the magic of TV, right? Mm -hmm. Is the hours and hours because it was shot. Uh, we would start shooting at like nine p.m. and finish at like four a.m. And yeah. so, oh my just, god, oh, it was awful. And there's so many stops and breaks, and it takes so long. And only one dog's going at a time, and like it's kind of seeing the uh, underbelly of what's going on on TV, and it's not quite as quick and competitive as it looks and so was a, i'd say that would be the only negative i loved it i thought it was fantastic the people were great 
Um, I love the other handlers. Everyone was super encouraging. Um, so it was a great atmosphere. I dug it. Where where was this uh, filmed out of? It was in Santa Clarita, California. You know what's, you know what's crazy? Um, I've been watching a lot of Westworld lately because uh, I'm getting ready to move to Arizona. This is going to all correlate in a second. Um, <laughs> I have been convinced that it's filmed in Utah and Arizona, but they've only shot like a couple parts in Utah and Arizona. The primary, um, the primary scenes that are shot for season one and season two are in that city that you just said. It's probably like, at the exact same location. There's like all kinds of, it, there's this ranch that they shoot at. Yeah, it's a ranch. It's a ranch. Yep. That's exactly what I'm talking about. It's Santa, I, I, <laughs> however you pronounce it. it was, Santa Clarita. <laughs> yeah. Santa Clarita. Like, yeah, that What works. is that? Uh, go with that. <laughs> there's that new uh, putt-putt, like extreme putt-putt course with Steph oh, Curry. Oh, oh yeah. no, I don't know. That's shot there. Wipeout is shot there. Like tons oh, really? of stuff is shot there. Oh, and then we we shot yeah. there. So. Huh. Yeah. Okay. And that's like close to Burbank, I think I was reading. Yeah. It's just, it's like Northeast of Los Angeles. Okay. Cool. Cool. Very cool. But yeah. So, and how long was that process for you? How long were you guys working on an offset being on? It sounds like you were on multiple episodes. Um, Two episodes so. and it was, but it's quick. Like they, um, if I didn't make the finals, it would have been a three-day trip or a four-day trip. Okay. Um, and it turned out it was a five-day trip because they do, like, you fly in that day, and then the next day you do, like, familiarization with the course, even though they change the course. And um, they do, like, all kinds of photos and B-roll type stuff where they just make you, right. you know, uh, take pictures of you doing stuff, make you look like a superhero for all the intros and stuff. And then the next night they do more interviews, and then you shoot. And then you okay. fly home the next day. But for me, it was, I didn't get to practice on the finale round because it was, I flew in, I got familiarization, we shot, and then the next night we did the finale. So I did like the, most of the people in the finale got to do some familiarization with the course. I didn't. Okay. And on, on Mattis's story, um, he, after he recovered during how how long was his his recovery and did he go back to work at all afterwards or could you yeah. explain that a little bit yeah so like i said it was early on in his career and um i was that was one of the things i was most scared of was i knew he was going to get better after that first night so i knew that he was going to stay with us but just like us it can cause like some stress or some trauma in a dog and they mm -hmm. might he might be averse to certain situations like heights or certain like whatever he might have all this fear in his life and if that was the case then he wasn't going to be able to do his job and he was actually back to work full force within a month so one Holy. month yeah to the day of when he got hurt he was back full service no hesitation fearless that dog he's just amazing like he's starting to slow down a little bit now he's mm -hmm. got a little hitch hitch in his step and he's got some it's called gastrocnemia fibrosis in his back right paw. Um, and so you can mm -hmm. see him like slow down, but he's still to this day, his drives are amazing. He's an incredible dog. How, how old was he when he got hurt? And then um, 
how how much longer did he stay on the force with you? Because I, I think that's going to lead into Austin's next question. Yeah, he was about two and a half years old when he got hurt, and then he continued to serve until he was eight. Okay, Austin, good. I know what you're going to ask next. Oh, actually, that's not next, but okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the next thing I actually wanted to ask is, so you're, I mean, from for the most part, pretty famous on social media, um, as you know, you and Matt is. So, um, how has that, like, especially you know, in the past you know, couple of years with everything going on, how has that made not only your career but just your life better or worse? Yeah, and I'm I'm glad you brought both of those up. Like it was first of all, it was never my intention. Um, what I I went to my command staff and I told them that I think this would be a good way if we go on social media to kind of reach the community. Um, yeah. Uh, if you let us have pages for our dogs. And so and it's kind of funny too. One of the other handlers, like I'm extremely competitive. And so he challenged me. He's like, Oh, let's see who can have more followers. I'm like, <laughs> as my, as my boy would say, all right, bet. <laughs> let's do it. Right. And, uh, but it, it really was my, my intent from the beginning is to be like, show the real us. And I'm just, a, I love my dog. I love and what people love most. Uh, and Rob, you're talking about this. It's the bond. That's what they, they like more than anything else. And so that's yeah. what I've always tried to highlight is just the bond that we have, the fun that we have together. Um, be authentic, uh, you know, and I try to hide stuff, uh, show my feelings about you know how I cope with things and how I'm I'm working through things about how he is an amazing dog but he still you know licks his butt from time to time or gets into the trash from time to time um, so just be real and it took off people really like dogs and uh, it's it's been cool there's you know there is negative um, I in law enforcement, it, it might have it might have hurt my career a little bit in in law enforcement. I think there might be some things that are, are holding me back without getting too specific about it, yeah, honestly. Yeah, yeah. But um, but at the same time, I, I wouldn't change anything. Like I, I love there's so much encouragement for the most part, and it's kind of my my philosophy. And I know you guys probably deal with it too. Just the nature of of what you have done and and your pages and what they're about, but you know, there's a lot of negative and there's a lot of hurtful people that are out there. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, I, I've tried to either ignore or respond with love or, or be introspective when people bring things up. But a lot of times people online, there's not validity. It's more of just, it's, mm -hmm. it's more venomous, right? It, it's just yeah. baseless and, and hurtful. And so it's, uh, you know, I haven't been affected as as much as my family has, honestly. Like my daughter, who's in high school, um, faced a lot of hate because I'm a police officer and everyone knows it. And so it she lost friends, especially over the past year and a half when there's been so much tension. Um, yeah. So that was hard to see, right? Is is her? She wanted to stand up for her dad, and because of that, she was losing friends. Right. So that was rough. And that was a lot from the social media. So anyway, that it's things like that. It, there is good and there's bad. And, you know, you try to focus on the good and use it for good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's just and, definitely something I wanted to touch on, too, is how do you deal with the, 
you know, the negativity of social media. Because, I mean, yeah, there's there's plenty of positives, you know. But like I said, there's also these trolls and people that just say mm-hmm. stuff just to get under your skin. And like you said, they don't have any validity to what they're saying. Yeah. They just they just say it to try to get their, you know, 10 seconds of fame or right. whatever to get, get a response out of you. Because it's the only way they know how. Like, if they said something positive that you, you know, you might not as respond as well as, if you, oh, well, if I say something negative, then he'll definitely respond. Yeah, and so I do the opposite. Like, if someone says that, like, I typically, I think there's been one time, and it was an incredible, like, you should just go kill yourself or something like that, right? It mm-hmm. was, and it was more poignant than that, like, because even when I say that, it doesn't seem as personal, but it was, right. it was something extremely personal about, like, my life was worthless. And it was one of those that was mm-hmm. just so painful, um, and so hurtful and so dark that I was like, you know what, let me respond to this. And it was, it was never an attack and I would never bring another person's name up. Cause you know, if, if I do respond, um, in, in the way that they expect me to, then I'm almost validating their point. Right. And so a lot of times is you try to consider, and I think this is what is so cool about the military, right? Is that you, you've seen people from all over the world and yeah, yeah. Mo- 99% of the people that you run into from any country in the world are just fascinated to learn something about America. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. And that other 1% wants to kill you. <laughs> so Pretty you much. That. But uh, the 99%, like that's how it is. And so you, you have to consider that people come from different walks of life and have different worldviews and different um, ways that they've been brought up. And so the best thing that I try to do is respond with compassion, right? Is so if you, if you say go kill yourself, it's like, man, what are you going through that led you to that place in life where you wish so much evil on someone else? That must right. be horrible to go through, and I feel absolutely sorry for you. If there's anything I can do to help you, I am happy to do it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, um, Rogan says something pretty, um, pretty profound about it. Uh, you know, it, it basically comes down to if you put 100 people in a room, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, if you put 100 people in a room, at least one or two of them is an idiot or a sociopath. <laughs> so, like, you're, you're looking at, like, a, a 1% to 2% chance that there's going to be a crazy person. So now you expound, you expand that into the Internet where, you know, <laughs> someone has, you know, 10,000 followers. 200,000 followers, a million followers. Okay, like now you're getting into hundreds or thousands yeah. of possible idiots that could come across <laughs> your streamline or sociopath. So like with the we've just never been at a point in human history where we've had the capability for a room to be filled with, you know, 250,000 people possibly <laughs> looking at something and commenting on something and then if you take my figure from earlier or Joe Rogan's figure you know, that's what, that's 250 idiots or something like that. Or yeah. so like, there's going to be people in there that are, are ridiculous, but for the most part, I, I like your attitude about it because I don't know, like I occasionally get hate messages or hate comments on, on some things. And I, I dealt with a bunch of, a couple of things that were super racial uh, last year uh, with save our six. And, and it was it was rough because like I'm so used to seeing like all the positive sides because pretty much anyone that's a real follower of you know your page, um, Austin's page or my page, 
really supports it. Like they actually mm -hmm. believe in the ideologies that either our companies are presenting or, you know, the fact that you have a really cute dog and you're a police yeah. officer. So <laughs> for the most part, people actually give a shit about what we're doing. And yeah. then you have someone that just finds you through a hashtag and they're like, well, I'm having a shitty day. Let's just fucking say some <laughs> terrible things here. Fuck this person. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, I, I like the fact that you're responding with, with compassion instead of um, anger or yeah. ignoring them too. Cause like a lot of people, like a lot of times, like I'll ignore them or I'll, I'll block them or something yeah. like that. I never thought of actually responding and saying, Hey, like, are you okay? Or something like that. Right. Right. It's, well, it's, it's, it's got to throw them off a little. Yeah. And like my, the majority of the time I do just ignore, but um, it's kind of like you you wish people could know like all of us especially serving in the infantry right is man we fought next to every creed every skin color and i like i i'd lay down my life for my brothers right, right. so it's just like that's why when we deal with all the peddly stuff back here it's like i really don't get it like what right. yeah <laughs> and that's just like being a cop like in the, you yeah. know in your in your, in your you know you work with all different kinds of people yeah, you, know, you you know your brothers and sisters that you work with, you know, have all different backgrounds, all different religions, races, and you know you have no issues. Well, with them. serving like, the same still... communities, well, yeah. serving the communities that yes. have all different nationalities and, yeah. and races, and yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, granted, some communities are better than others. <laughs> yeah, but it's my job to put my life, you know, in the gap to protect anyone <laughs> right you know exactly. and willingly do that i think it's a great honor so yeah right. but and, yeah i wish people could understand yeah. that and there's another thing is you know like you know a suspect you could be chasing that could hate your guts you still gotta show him compassion yes like once he's arrested and once he's on the you know you still have to show him compassion even though he might hate your guts completely yeah you still have to show him um you know some sort of compassion Hundred you know, percent. As as a police officer, it yes, doesn't sir. matter. You know, even when they spit in your face and call you all these names, you're like, yep. okay, but you know, I still have to be compassionate to you. And especially nowadays, yeah. with so much you know videos going around, it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Any oh, any yeah. little thing, any little thing you do wrong or say wrong, yeah, can be twisted a hundred thousand different ways to make you look like the bad guy. That's it. You know. And then, so, and the next thing I want to talk about is with you and Mattis. Yeah. If there's one story that you can sum up your relationship with you and Mattis Ooh. and your bond, what is your absolute favorite story with you and Mattis? Ah, um, that highlights our bond. Well, I'll, I'll tell you my favorite story and I'll continue to think about the bond. Um, but real quick was actually like how it, it shows just, he saved a bad guy's life, right? We were on a perimeter. Um, and basically this guy was, was running from a traffic stop. He had multiple warrants and all this other stuff that was going on. And another dog was tracking him, but he ran, the guy was running away from the dog tracking and he ran into the perimeter. And so the perimeter got into a foot chase with him. And so the foot chase came right by where I was. And so we kind of cut him off. And the guy told us afterwards that he was trying his best to commit suicide by cop. And oh. we had told him, we had cut him off and he didn't see us. And so I'm there with Mattis and he's looking over his shoulder at the people that were, were chasing him and I'm in front of him and then he sees us. And I was with another police officer who 
like just for for circumstances sake to understand mm -hmm. where his mindset was this officer that i was with actually got shot eight times on a on a traffic stop oh, wow. the guy just jumped out and shot him so he is hyper vigilant right, right 100%. oh yeah yeah and so this guy we cut him off we surprise him we say let me see your hands and he blades his body he puts one hand up and then reaches into his pocket real fast and starts to draw something black and shiny out mm -hmm. um slack on my triggers coming out slack on my buddy's triggers coming out because we're trying to see what it is and see what kind of threat it was and i gave the command and told mattis to go apprehend him the guy mattis covered about 40 yards in like half a second nails the guy takes him to the ground the arm that was grasping something um he's holding on to and when we get up there to him he's holding a cell phone um he was trying his best and there was people that were on the construction site that said we can't believe you didn't shoot him and it was mm -hmm. because of mattis that he actually saved his life like it was one of those and it, there was the gravity of that to me was incredible right is is we had little option because we're looking okay if this guy comes out with a gun action is faster yeah. than reaction it's too late. right 100 yeah and so the fact that my dog was able to cover that ground risk his life right is i'm sitting in a less lethal force option into potentially a lethal force situation mm -hmm. and because he's willing to do that it saved that guy's life and that that to me like it's one of the things that i'm i'm most proud of um with my dog is is the fact that he he did that mm -hmm. that's awesome that's yeah like I said, yeah i mean and like when you sent him he didn't have a second thought you know None. you told him to you told him to do his job so he went to his job he doesn't know the you know the guy has a gun or a phone or whatever like right. you told him to do what he's gonna do it no matter no matter what the situation is because that's right. that's what his drive is yeah um yeah i mean and that's awesome Thank um you. so but um so out of all that rob um is, is there anything else you want to ask mark i mean so you you said that you you started to say that that led towards like more more of a bond is it from is it from the essence of you know you essentially apprehended someone but at the same time saved their life yeah and, i'm sorry suicide's big in, in all of our professions yeah. suicide is yes. huge it's yes. suicide awareness month so like that has like compounding rippling effects just by that action yeah and our our bond had been solidified through so much because he had protected my life so often um but it was it was it was you know at the at the end of the day my job is to protect life and so to see my dog um perform in such a way to protect someone else's life because uh, i in you know going back to the compassion thing that we i need to have compassion for that suspect like you're talking about austin mm -hmm. is and when he came out and told us that he wanted to commit suicide by cop, like he was trying to get us to shoot him right. and my dog saved his life. Right. I, I think that's very high. Like his life to me is precious. Yeah. And the fact that my dog could do something such like so heroic, uh, it's kind of funny. Like he got for chasing the suspects over the wall, which was like a mistake by me is how I view it. He got mm -hmm. all these medals. Um, he got officer of the year. I got officer of the year. I got director's award. He got director's award. He got a purple heart. 
But of all the things that he did, that was what I was most proud of him because he protected a life, you know? And so that, mm-hmm. it meant a whole lot to me, but I, I already knew our bond was solidified, but yeah, it, the gravity of what he did for someone else and how useful dogs can be in even the police world that not only can they save uh, a police officer's life or a citizen's life, but they can save a bad guy's life. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, because you have to make these split-second decisions, you know, every single day, multiple times a day. And in that situation, you had no idea what he was holding. But all you you did is, you know, you relied and trusted Mattis to send him, you know, no matter what the situation was. Like, you could have easily, you know, pulled the trigger and just, you know, been done. Like, you know, you're trained, but you relied on your partner basically yeah. you know to do his job and and there's like i said unfortunately there's plenty of people out there that do try to do suicide by cop yeah because you know for whatever reason they think that's the only option yeah um i i got one question for you and maybe our listeners might enjoy this too is um what are so all right one of the things that me and my buddy were talking about today, like Allie, when she has her vest on um, and we go out in public, she's working and she performs really well. Like she'll literally lay down by my side. Um, if I'm st- standing there for longer than a minute, like she's trained to do certain things and like behave in public a lot differently than she is at the house. At the house, she can be a wild animal. And sometimes, a lot of times, interrupt this podcast, to be honest. Um, with that being said, what are some funny or quirky things about Mattis that, um, that are unique to him, like, outside of the work profession? Or now that he's, like, retired, what are some funny things that he does? Well, he's still very much my dog. Like, if I show you right now, he is laying right by my side. <laughs> Yeah, uh, other dogs are inside stuff, but wherever I am in the house, he's with me. Um, but yeah, and he's always been like this, and he hasn't changed much since he retired. Um, he's always like if you leave if you leave the trash unlocked, he is in the trash. Like um, <laughs> he gets into that, but I mean that's really that's that's his only like way that he's naughty. He he's he's the same dog all the time, which I just that's he, awesome. He's such a good dog. <laughs> And there's, I, there's something I about, he makes me look so much better than I am. Like, it's <laughs> so good. <laughs> right. Um, and something I wanted to bring up is like, how do you deal with being, especially being like a celebrity on social media, <laughs> like being out in public with Mattis compared to like being on the job and being not on the job and like people coming up to you because they know you from social media, like, how do you interact with those people say compared to being on the job and not on the job? Yeah. I mean, I react the same way, both at work and off of work, but I, I just think it's, it's the neatest thing. Um, it's a great honor. Um, I'm no one special, you know, I'm really, I've, I've have a platform and it's led to some opportunities and stuff like that, but I'm a person and, you know, I try to, treat everyone that I come across, whether they know me or they don't know me with, you know, a great level of respect and, and appreciation. Um, I'm actually like one of the, there's a Bible verse that I love and it, it, it says, um, 
do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility, consider others better than yourself. And so that's kind of how I try to approach like everything that I do is try to, you know, give every single person that I come across great honor. Right. Okay. And then, so the next thing we want to get into is something that happened recently is Mattis's retirement. Yeah. So what's going to that? Um, I kind of want to cover, you know, why he retired and how, how you dealt with it, you know, and how you've been dealing with it, I guess, being alone in the car. Yeah. Um, well, it was one of those that there's a, there's a couple of, of factors. One was my rank, um, that was leading to it. Another was like the size of my social media, um, and the department not necessarily knowing what to do with that. And then the third and the most important why I made it was an easy decision for me to retire in was I started to notice a hitch in a step. And I told you he's been since diagnosed with something called gastrocnemius fibrosis, which is just a hardening of the muscle. Um, and it was one that I care so much about this dog that I don't, I don't, and the department's so amazing too, that they, they relied on my word. Um, and they don't want to put a dog in a dangerous situation that he's going to further hurt himself um, if, he, if he's injured, right? So if, if he's got a medical issue, they don't want to, well, let's just keep working the dog because he's a tool and we can get more out of him. They would say, well, let's protect the dog. And so mm -hmm. they respected my wishes when I, I said, well, he's got a hitch in a step. And I think it's best if we, you know, just for the quality of his life, if we go ahead and just retire him. Mm-hmm. So okay. and oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, I was saying. And so, how has that affected you? Like, you know, from from the day he retired to now. Yeah. You know, how how's that feel being, you know, him not being there? Yeah, it's it sucks. <laughs> they're, they're, like, they're, um, I'm so my bad question, Austin. <laughs> bad question. No, it's okay. But I mean, there's parts that I I love because I've been able to focus on my squad and and the people on my squad and do a better job as just the road supervisor. And I love the people that I get to, I get to serve with. Um, mm -hmm. Like I love that part of, of the job a hundred percent, but yeah, I mean, like I said, if, if Robbie, if you were to take Lily or uh, Allie, Allie. Right? Yeah, I'm sorry. Like right here, right now um, looking yeah. at me, like when are if we going take out? Allie away, just, you know, for, from about 70% of your life, you'd be like, Man, this sucks, <laughs> right? He's been oh, such. No, I, a... I, I can empathize. Like, well, I can't empathize yeah. because I have her with me right now. So <laughs> that's why I said that Austin gave you a cruel question. Yeah, it, it it's it's hard because um, you know, I'll drive by places that we used to train together, and I'll be like, man, I wish he was here. Um, there's there's so much. Uh, you you miss the fact that if I was whining or whatever, I had someone to whine to. Um, just, just having that for like, I had yeah. a, a pass through, um, mm -hmm. that the dog could stick his head through and I always left it open. There's some trainers that hate that, but he was super well disciplined and I could leave that pass through open and he just put his head on my shoulder, you know, to have that Aww. when you're going through a stressful day. Like right now, he's literally like, he, come here, bud. Come here. Up, up. Oh, there he is. <laughs> he was just right here with his head in my lap. And to have that yeah. at work in the kind of job that I do, yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> and to know yeah. that not only is he like an amazing like therapy dog, right? Is he brings me comfort, but he can handle his own too, right? He can go out there and, and yeah, uh, 
he's got my six. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 No, that's that's incredible. He's, he, at the end, we always do like a, a a picture at the end after we end the podcast. We definitely want Madison that picture. Yeah. So for sure. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Um. But like I said, you know. Um. So do you ever think you're gonna get another another canine, or are you you're done being a canine handler? Well, I mean, I, I love it. Like, this is my absolute passion. Um, Mm. I, you know, I also love what I do as a job right now. Um, and feel like I'm supposed to be where I'm at right now. But if, uh, yeah, if it, if there was a chance in the future, uh, I definitely look into it. Like it it would be fun. Uh, Mm. but at the department I'm at right now, because of my age and my rank, I'm not sure that's an option. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, okay. Um, and so I think the next thing we want to talk about, Rob, is our exciting news for next, or this weekend, I guess it would be. Hang on. I had one more question. Just okay. in, I don't know. Uh, can, when Mattis was working with you, yeah. was he able to come home with you at night or did he stay oh, yeah. at the police department? Okay. Nope. I was nope. like, I, 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 was like I hope I can ask this everything question. Everything I do. But... Okay, so he he basically he's like your partner at everything. Like he would come home with you, and then he would go to work with you. And yep. okay, awesome. Because yeah, we're being that we're not police officers and we're military types. Uh, we don't know these things, and I'm sure one of our listeners might have been thinking that. It's a great yeah. question. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I guess we get in. I mean... So here's the question, Austin. I think mm-hmm. we should leave it as a surprise. For That's fine. next week we'll, we'll, we'll definitely <laughs> tell mark when we, when we get offline but um next week's podcast is either going to come to you guys on a saturday or sunday and it's going to be mm-hmm. a very very special one uh from a really cool location and we have a really really cool guest so we're we're stoked about it um yeah it's that's all we can say and then <laughs> uh yeah other than other than that the only thing that i want to plug well actually we'll get into plug at the end of api you want to get into ati yeah so i mean so we have a couple questions here that i thought i'd throw up here to ask um so the first one would be would you rather never never stop aging mentally or physically 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 Ah. huh (laughs) quick to answer that so easy (laughs) yeah You'd rather go back to your body with twenty year old and just age mentally. <laughs> yes, hundred <laughs> percent. What about you, Rob? I mean, I mean, with how much brain damage I have already, I feel like I'm <laughs> mentally disabled. So I'll keep my physical attributes. That's going to help me out in this uh, new journey. Ali and I are going to be doing. So I'm keeping physical. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree completely. I mean, mentally, it's if you're if you age mentally. I mean. You're gonna age mentally no matter what. So <laughs> at least if you work good while doing it, I mean. <laughs> yep. So okay, the next one is: Would you rather be the richest person in the world or be immortal? Oh. Whoa, that's good. <laughs> but I kind of think. All right, you you go first, Mark. Oh, I was You're letting you. I like I, I kind of <laughs> think I don't want either. Like honestly, um. Wait, you declined both? Well, I 
<laughs> that's this well, is terrible. Guess, like that's not how this works, Mark. I know it's stupid. <laughs> I think the riches would be pretty cool. I guess like you could do a lot of cool things. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't um, know. I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't want to be immortal. Sure. Like it's one of those that I don't feel I'm qualified. <laughs> yeah. I oh. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Cause like being immortal would be cool at first, but then everyone you know eventually dies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I'm just gonna go with riches. That way I I can buy so many damn dogs, never have to work again. <laughs> I'll start my doggy daddy daycare that I've always mentally planned to do. And then uh I'll invest the rest into We'll save our six and vigilant and humble, make us multi-million dollar companies. And then, you know, take the rest of that money and just pour it into foundations that help police officers, yep. uh, firefighters, medical personnel, military veterans. Yeah. So I'm just going to go with that. And I'm just going to give back to everyone. And I'm going to have like a million dogs. And I'm just going to be immortal. People off that I don't like. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to be immortal forever. Yeah. But like, what if you don't make any money? I mean, uh, hey, I'm just a little forever. Yeah, that's true. Like, you could be immortal and you could be like working at Burger King <laughs> forever. Like, yeah, that's true. but I can't die. <laughs> you want fries I, with that? I've been working at Burger King for 250 years. <laughs> I mean, eventually you'd own it. So, I mean, <laughs> would you? Hopefully. I don't know, would man. <laughs> okay, so the next one uh, I want to do, spe specifically for you, Mark. Would you rather have Mattis be able to speak to you in human language or live forever? Mattis live forever or speak? I'd say yeah. live forever. Yeah. Yeah. What about I, you, Rob? I feel like he talks to me already, right? Is yeah. We have an incredible relationship, so, yeah. So, or animals in general, how's that? Like, all animals live forever? All animals. No, no all animals talk. <laughs> oh, all animals talk? Yeah, no, I still want Mattis to live forever. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a good option. And I'm, I'm the same page. One of the most messed up and weirdest questions I got asked probably a couple months ago. Um, one night someone was drinking that was hanging out with me, and uh, she just got really drunk, and she says, "You know, the bond you have in, with Allie is incredible." And she looked at me, she's like, what are you going to do when she dies? And I was like, what? And she's like, that came out fucked up. And I'm like, yeah, that came out really <laughs> fucked up, actually. Because, you know, like at this point, like her and I had only been together for like two and a half years. And like it improved my life immensely compared to where I was, you know, two and a half years ago, three years ago. And I'm like, I don't want to think about that. She's like, but it's inevitable. It'll eventually happen. I was like, no, I'm gonna be rich enough Never. and figure out a science to keep her alive forever. Right. So fuck you. <laughs> like, so yeah, I would rather have my dog live forever because it's it's such a powerful bond. And like for her, she's still pretty young. She's three and a half. How how old is Mattis? He's eight. Okay. He's still got so, plenty of years. He's still got plenty of years. Hope exactly. So. <laughs> but yeah. Um I'm keeping my dog. I don't care if I can't talk to her. Yeah. Well, yeah, you I think can I'm talk a... to her. And yeah, she, she, talk to her. She, just, cool. she just can't talk to you yeah. like in human language. That's right. <laughs> gotcha. 
So, yeah, I'm definitely going the same thing, though. I'd rather have my dog live forever than, you know. So, so the next yeah. one um, we're, we're going to get into is, would you rather lose your ability to speak or the ability to hear? Oh. Ooh. Wow. Well, I think the Marine Corps is kind of taking away my ability to hear well anyway. Right. So I'm going to go. I, I'd rather <laughs> lose that because I don't hear well. <laughs> yep. Same. I already read subtitles on everything that's on TV. I'm already so, half deaf anyway. And then they so. just they just added subtitles and captions to like Instagram stories. So I thought yes. that's pretty cool too. Because now I can understand people. Now if they could just come up with like subtitles for humans that actually talk to me. Just thought bubbles. Like one one, maybe I'll keep a girlfriend. Two. Um, I wouldn't like piss off my uh friends and family because i can't hear for shit already so right. i'm Especially gonna go masks, with just lose the hair right masks make yeah. it a hundred times worse oh yeah 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 <laughs> what about you austin oh um, i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with definitely the i'm like like you all said i'm already half deaf anyways so might as well just <laughs> go, make it gone <laughs> oh my god this next one i'll read yeah. this one Okay. Would you rather talk like Yoda or breathe like Darth Vader for the rest of your life? Hmm. <laughs> I think breathe like Darth Vader. I don't know though. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. <laughs> Would you rather talk like Yoda? Yeah, I just feel like I already have a hard time communicating sometimes, especially <laughs> to my wife, right? And right. so. Mm -hmm. You throw in Yoda talk, and that might just ruin the whole marriage. <laughs> she's like, what are you saying? Right. And she's not a Star Wars fan, so she wouldn't get it. Right. Yeah. It would just be normal to her. <laughs> what about you? What about you, Austin? Oh, I'm going with Darth Vader for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, same. Darth Vader, definitely. I like it. Okay. And, that, and that's all of them, guys. Bam. Yeah. Those that are was it. So <laughs> yeah, oh these these are like sugar coated. Um we wanted to keep it somewhat PC for you. Some of the ones <laughs> that you. we put on there involve grandmas and stepdads oh, and yeah. It, well, it gets bad. It gets <laughs> really bad. We get put in awkward question situations, but we certain guests we tame it down. Um plus, you know, it gives us the ability to to reach all listeners where you know they might have to deal with a few curse words versus you know would you rather punch your grandma or something else yeah <laughs> we'll avoid those ones for now um with that being said beside so i guess um at this moment what we usually do at the very end of the podcast is we take time to like uh put out anything that you plug anything that you might have coming up um or anything that you want to talk about that you want to give awareness to like whatever you got going on that you want people to hear about or know about that's coming up in the near future for you yeah well like you guys said obviously the september september is also um not just suicide awareness but it's also a childhood cancer awareness month okay. and we do a fundraiser with coins for cure and if you go to markandmattis.com um i actually have some links to coins for cure to help fight child childhood cancer which is one of the the passions and one of the greatest things that I, I feel like I've done on social media is be able to help charities like that. So, um, 
once again, if you go to my website, but I also have a book that's coming out um, in probably around Thanksgiving, I'm going to drop it. So it's the second book um, of the My Dog Mattis series and their children's books. So look for that on Amazon. It, it'll be called, uh, it's My Dog Mattis and the Barefoot Bandits. So, okay. Exciting times. At the, <laughs> at the end, at the end of this, um, before we put up the podcast, do us a favor um, in our, our DM conversation that we had, send yep. us a couple of links and we'll include it in our, in our actual like uh, notes for sure the enough. podcast. That way yeah. anyone that's listening to this on audio or seeing it on YouTube, you can just go into our comments on the actual episode. You can find those links either to the book cool. or to that foundation. Awesome. So, so um, yeah, I think that's then, it. Yeah. And anyone else out there, the only other thing I want to say is I want to say another big thank you to everyone, everyone that's participating in the 22 challenge. Like I, I don't know how many times I've gone into um, DMs for either save or six, my personal page. Uh, and, you know, Austin can definitely reflect this too, because visual and mm -hmm. humble is constantly getting blown up with everyone that's out there that's working their ass off either on completing the first or working on their second uh, 22 challenge. We see you guys. We love you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. It's promoting uh, suicide awareness. And thank you also for everyone that bought the shirts that were released on Monday because we're, yeah, we sold quite a bit. So awesome. Yeah. What do you yeah, got? I just, I just want to thank you again, Mark, for taking time out of your night and coming on and, sharing your story with everybody pleasure man that was a lot of fun i like what so, you guys are doing thank you yeah um, uh, make sure to thanks, stick around man. after we end this make sure to stick around after we end this though so we can talk a little bit more yeah you got all right, it i'll close this out all right well everyone thank you for joining us on the fight like hell podcast this was episode 32 you guys have a good night peace